Hello, Hello and, welcome and welcome to the O'Neill Podcast. <laughs> My name is Christian Durant. Oh, you guys should have kept going. <laughs> My name is Christian Durant. I couldn't tell if you were genuinely annoyed. Like, what the fuck, Brett? What the fuck? I was going to let you go. Not a funny bit, dude. Don't fucking step on my line. All right, I'm going to restart. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I told you guys how important this is for me. It's It's my one time of the week to be a big man. (laughs) Go ahead. All right, first chair. (laughs) I love it to be a big man. Oh, can't be a big man with your wife. Oh, I'm shutting off. Christian Duran has left the group chat. By the way, is there anything more dramatic in the modern era than leaving a group chat? Yeah. Oh, it man. Always is, it's happened a few times and yeah. yep. uh, various group chats I've been in. And every time it's like, Jeez, it's such a like statement. Yeah, it's very dramatic. It's a dramatic statement. Weirdly, it's such a weirdly silent dramatic statement. <laughs> you know it's also I mean? dumb because you know you want to know what everybody's saying when as soon as you leave. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you leave and you're like, oh man, I wonder what they're talking about. Yeah, I don't just like, never know of a situation where someone leaves a group chat and everybody immediately doesn't go, ugh, <laughs> like what a loser, <laughs> like, what a what a dramatic fool that person is. Uh, yeah, because what you're waiting for is you want to leave the group chat and then you're just sitting by your phone waiting for the text of like, hey, what happened? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, you all the individuals, but it's kind of like. All right, we're going to keep having our group chat and yeah. talking about whatever bullshit we talk about. Yeah. They, some, the people who do that, they want you to be talking and thinking about them Yeah, when that happens. And I've had people do it, uh, you know, in like a group friend thread. And it's funny because people will then like it'll just be like that happened but then they'll just be like all right business as usual here's like right. a batman meme or whatever yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean we're not even yeah. we're not like breaking down like oh my god that was so i'm so sorry what happened yeah there's yeah. no post post-mortem and usually there's one person who like a month later is like hey what happened to so-and-so <laughs> <laughs> word that's that's hilarious oh man anyway welcome to the oh dear podcast (laughs) i am the uh senior president here (laughs) at the oh dear podcast my name is brett rabeld i'm joined by second and third chair nick whitmer and christian Mm -hmm. duran respectively respectively i was waiting for the word respectively (laughs) all right okay i dare you all right i thought he was gonna leave it open-ended but nope he just pinned me right at three son of a bitch i got you number two (laughs) i gave you number two Oh, I thought you gave me three. No, Sorry. I would never. I would. Never. I was just so looking for a slight. <laughs> it's just always ready. Nick Whitmer has left the podcast. <laughs> but no. um, speaking yeah. of being a big man in front of your wife, uh, <laughs> I told her to funny. shut this up. This is how and... Christian tells us they're pregnant again. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was a big like, man. Just off, off. Um, off uh off air we were just talking about Ali Wong is divorcing her husband 
Famous Which, comedian, by the way. Famous I think comedian, most people Ali probably Wong. know her. Yeah. But like we were just saying that like if you watch her last special, this is not shocking whatsoever. Right. <laughs> um, because her special was called a lot of her almost exclusively talking about how bad she wanted to cheat on her husband and how much she wished she wasn't married <laughs> and like just a lot of stuff that would make you go like, Hmm, that doesn't <laughs> sound like a comfortable situation to be in. Have, have you ever had, I mean, cause man, if, if you, you've dated people and done stand up, have you ever had like a partner be like, Hey, I didn't love that joke. And it's specifically, it's not like a joke about, I don't know, something abstract or, hey, yeah. I don't think your joke about plants was funny. Right. But like literally talking about a relationship, either just like the romance of it or something intimate. Have you ever had a partner tell you like, you know, I think a partner has some sort of form of regulation over what you say on stage. I, yeah, to a degree. I mean, it's like, I, I, I don't know, like. I don't think that your partner can just be like, you know, hey, don't do that plant joke because I think it stinks. But if you're doing a joke about them, you that's know what I mean. mean? I that's think, what I mean. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, like Sarah had a joke that she didn't like that I, and I, and I don't, it was just like a, a lot of times I'll like write just a quick one liner and it gets laughs, but I have no idea where to put it in a set mm-hmm. that makes sense. So, like, with, this is a true story. Like, we were walking in like Brooklyn Heights and uh, fake walk- premise, fake already. Go ahead. <laughs> Did it happen and, yesterday? Yeah. The other day, <laughs> the other day, no, we're walking we're, in Brooklyn yeah. Heights, like four years ago. How about that? Five years oh, ago. Wow. Okay. Good. Starting to be real. All right. It's like, we were, we were like, we were, we were in a relationship. We were exclusive, but we weren't like, you know, as close as obviously we are now because we're married and have a kid and stuff. But he walked by a really nice place and she like pointed to it. She goes, whose dick do you have to suck to live there? And I said, the guy who lives there. I love, I love <laughs> this joke. I love that. It was joke. just a quick one liner and she just didn't like. But the funny thing is, is like I like I think sometimes like every joke is an exaggeration. So I could understand someone getting upset when you exaggerate. Yeah. But that's literally verbatim what happened right. on the street. But I just like. Part, partly was like I just didn't really know what to do with that one-liner, and I don't really do jokes like that. So it would have to like lead into something else in order for me to mm-hmm. use it. And I just like by the time I got the math of it to work, I was just so tired of it, and I didn't know what to do with it. So I was like, yeah, just throw it away. Who gives a shit? Yeah, that you should just um, let me have it, Rig. But um... <laughs> yeah, it's all yours. <laughs> He's like, I was walking. I was walking with my buddy's wife uh, <laughs> down Brooklyn. <laughs> my buddy's wife, Sarah. Uh, there, was, there was one more joke. It was, "Who's dick you have to suck to live there?" That guy, the guy who lives there. And then, the, then everybody laughed. And then I paused and I go, "Well, now she lives with him," yeah. which is like where it becomes <laughs> an exaggeration to where yeah. like it's just stupid. Because then, like, well, that's the problem is I painted myself into this corner where now I have to be like, no. Because yeah. then, like, if you say he she lives with him, and then you're like, okay, no, that was just kid. I was just kidding about that last part. It's like I, I hate jokes, kind of like that. I don't know. I, I this is my own yeah. personal taste or whatever. But then, if I'm doing bits about my girlfriend, are they going to be like, wait, it, I thought she left him to live with that dude? <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's either you just, you know, I don't know. It's, sometimes I'm, the accuracy of things I get in my head about. Yeah. No. I mean, 
I think people hearing that joke, you'd have to be stupid to not get that that's clearly like a absurd thing. To yeah. Say. Yeah. But, I, I that, don't know. So, some audience members like, what the fuck? He's, everything he said is always 100% <laughs> truthful. And there yeah. are no absurd, silly things to say. I guess for me, it's like I have to believe what I'm saying because I exaggerate all the time. Like when I do material, like the, the Beavis joke. That I did, like, so much of that is just an exaggeration to make a point, like, to tell the, the overall, like, truth of how I feel about it. Like, so, but as long as I'm in servicing the truth in some way, I feel okay about it. But if I'm just doing something because it's funny, like, there was a joke that one comedian had that it just drove me crazy. And I think we've talked about it before, but he was like, I was, I was hanging out at a playground and this parent walks up to me and she goes, oh, which one's yours? And he says, oh, I haven't decided yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, you didn't say that to a mother, you <laughs> asshole. There's no, you, d- yeah, that's hilarious. But did you really say that to a mother at 9 a.m. that you're, yeah. you're jokingly that you're gonna fuck one of the kids in the playground? Are you sure that's what happened? <laughs> and I, the jokes like that just drive me crazy because it's just like I'm clever and I thought of this scenario. It didn't happen, <laughs> but I right. thought of I, it. I do hate. Uh, I said something funny. Uh, a yeah. week ago, I don't yeah. Yeah, like the when the story is and solely that you know what I mean. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just like not it's not building towards something that's not like a one off funny line and yeah. then right. you're going on. But like if the I entire owned the situation, like yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> I made wait, so you just are like oh you're like Mister Funny in the world. Like yeah. I, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like uh, show me how you failed. Look like an idiot. Looked like an asshole. Uh, or just whatever. Meanwhile, they haven't said anything funny on the two-hour car ride to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Christian's subtweeting me now. Uh (laughs) Bro, easy, easy. (laughs) No. I feel like you both know this. Going going back to Ali Wong, what we were talking about before the podcast was how – like her entire material was just like how she wanted to cheat on her husband and how she like when she married when she got married to him she was a broke struggling comedian and he like went to Harvard business school and was very smart so she thought that like her best chance of success was to literally marry this guy who yeah. had potential for success type of thing and then she got so much more successful than him and has so much more money than him and now she just thinks about cheating on him all the time and by the way it's very funny like I, i'm not shitting on her in any way at all but it was a type of like when uh sarah told me yesterday oh ali wong's getting a divorce we both like kind of were like oh really wow <laughs> shocking i yeah. can't believe that yeah. didn't work out it's like Louis had that one joke. I think it was shameless. He's like, me and my wife, we've been married for 12 years, so we're almost done. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's such a good joke. But I was like, that's that reveals so much. Like when he got uh, divorced, you're like, yeah, of course he did. <laughs> very close <laughs> like, to the bone. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, that's. Uh, yeah. Uh, we were. Yeah. It, it's it's interesting because I was like I was watching that special and I was like it was actually making me uncomfortable with how like how like i mean she was just going on about it it, it would be one thing if it was like a couple yeah, of jokes or like one true. joke it was, it was almost like, like a the lot premise of, the special. of her special like, yeah. yeah really and like but i think she couched it in like she kept couching it in like if i was a man this would be okay i'm like i don't know man I, like i think you'd get a lot of shit if you were a man i think you'd probably get more shit about 
that if you're i don't know maybe but louis never got that kind of shit when he was talking about that stuff but the thing that louis did that he she didn't really do a lot in it was louis was like ah, i'm just kidding like i love my wife i love my wife like he would say that i think <laughs> if i remember correctly but like right. she kind of never went like no i really i like i i say that but i do love my husband he's great supportive or whatever right like, he would never really she but really Louis never that. talked to I, I listen. I didn't. I never saw Ellie Wong special. Um, now I am gonna watch it and go, "You cheating bitch!" But um, <laughs> no, tweeting angry stuff at this person I've never met, um, whose relationship is no effect in my life. But yeah. Louis never really like. I don't know that Ellie Wong. It sounds like she talked about specifically like I wish I could cheat. I want yeah. to cheat. Right. right. Louis talked about marriage. In problems and, you know, how, uh, you know, for his birthday, his wife was like, do you want a hand job? And gave him like a sad hand job. But I don't know if he ever <laughs> yeah. talked about the yeah temptation to cheat. That right, was yeah. never really. Well, the funny thing is, is he was. <laughs> I mean, he was. I don't know. He, I, he, I mean, I don't know the extent of how, but he was jerking off in front of people while married. So that's true. Oh shit. Is that outside the realms of a relate? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, good, very good point, obviously, but, um, uh, but it's also different. Cause I think everybody acts like, I think a lot of people just didn't know that type of shit. Like it's not everybody. Cause they were so much more connected now, even than we were like in 2011 or so when Louis career started blowing up about the personal life of people and stuff. Like, I mean, George Lopez famously, his wife donated, like, gave him a kidney while he was dying, and got her got the kidney, and then left her yeah. for another oh. woman, like yeah, right after the fact. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like Ooh. that's shit. That that's dirty, and no one and like no one does talk about that. Oh. And you know, partly because uh, you know, I'm sure there's whatever, whatever, whatever patriarch blah 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 reasons, but also just because not everybody knows that because not everybody's connected into George fucking Lopez like that. And if it happened today, it would be a huge story. It would be a huge story. So I don't know. It's like everything now is, and there's also the morality thing. I think even 10 years ago, people were like, Oh, it's not our business. We should stay out of family stuff. If it wasn't in like the tabloids anyway, like the, obviously the tabloids would pry into celebrity relationships. Like, Ben Affleck and J-Lo the first time around and such and such. And P- I felt like the Nash, the people actually were invested in it for whatever reason. Yeah. But none of those other stories were like national stories. No one gave a shit about a comedian and his wife and someone yeah. cheating or someone taking a, you know, so I don't know. Um, I, I guess I'm just saying that we're it would be, I think it would be a story. It's like, so Ali Wong saying like, Oh, you know, if I were a man, this would be okay. I don't think so nowadays. I think if the, all the stuff came out about George Lopez now, like if it just happened, I think he would be like borderline canceled for that. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a weird thing. Like, and just real quick, I think her, uh, I think the impetus for it is like, is like good. In a way, like in in Chris Rock special, he talked about how he cheated. He got a divorce and he cheated. He was very open about that. So mm-hmm. I think she is just being open. Yeah. Um, I think she's like her thing is just yeah. like, I'm just going right. to be honest. I'm just going to be blatantly honest and let you yeah, deal no, with it. That's true, so yeah. I admire that. Um, I, I don't know if it totally worked, though, comedically. I don't know if it totally worked for me. Um, but 
anyway, it, um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it ahead. might be one of those things where you kind of sometimes need the source of the material for whatever the bit is about. You do want some like part of what makes us have that license to laugh is a feeling that it is okay. Yeah. Or you just like yeah. do right. feel good about it. And you know, and even though it's this relationship, it's a celebrity relationship. I don't fucking know them. If you feel not good about it, it's why you can do dark jokes that could be awful. But if you can create the like boundaries of it's okay. Like this yeah. feels okay. David tell, you know, is one of the best at doing yeah. really dark things that are like, that's fucked up. But like the, what style of his delivery, the, like his presence, the vibe he creates, he can say awful shit. Sometimes even slurs like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, part of what makes him a good comedian and other comedians when they do material about certain stuff. But I think, I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. That's, it, that's the end. Oh, I think I think relatability is such a big part of it because Ali Wong's premises are basically like now that she's super successful and famous, it's really she thinks about cheating on her husband because she can. Like, there's tons of opportunities for her to do that, and that's not like a truth that the average person watching can relate to. Whereas, you know, Louis talks about getting a sad hand job. I think everybody <laughs> has been in a relationship that has been petering out and, you know, like it's more of a relatable type thing, but to be fair to her too, I mean, that is her truth. And, you know, also like, this is more of what we were talking about. Christian and I were actually talking about over the weekend was, um, cause we were hanging out, Brad. I don't know if you knew that or not, but we we're just the chilling. F- me and Christian. Me? And, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, we we're just talking group, about the, the options. We have a group so- text of just me and yeah. <laughs> 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 it's a group chat with two people. <laughs> Dude, I'm so toxic. I'm like, that's not a, that's not okay. Like, you guys leave me out of anything. It's fucked up. But it's hard. It's it's like, it's like you're. I think didn't Chris Rock have this premise like you're only as faithful as your options or something yeah, like that. A man is only as faithful as his options. Right, and I think that's true. I think it's like a person is only as faithful as their options. You know, like like I said, if me and every time me and Sarah got in a fight, like I left my apartment and I ran into a dozen people who would fuck me in a second because I was some famous, rich, you know, successful person, it would be a lot harder to be faithful. Whereas now, no one ever tries to have sex with me ever. So it's, you know what I mean? Like, it, like it's like if you were on a diet, it would be really easy to be on a diet in your own house. But if you were on a diet and you just lived at a golden corral and they're you know you're just at a buffet where people are just eating godless food you would it would be a lot harder for you to stay on that diet you know what right. i mean so yeah. uh, you know it's it's there's definitely a, a truth to that yeah but that's fun. yeah go ahead sorry it is funny what you can joke about because i remember i think it was on mark maron's podcast where robin williams was on and he was talking about how he went to the cellar and he saw chris rock there and chris rock was doing this material about like his wife he's like you know if you get caught cheating um, if you just get a hand job, that should be a misdemeanor. But if you fuck her best friend, that's a felony. Like there should be levels to cheating. Yeah. Is what he was saying. And then after Chris gets off stage, Robin Williams goes like, that's really funny. Have you done that bit in front of your wife? And Chris Rock's like, nope. <laughs> like, <laughs> and Mark Maron made the point. He's like, isn't it funny? Like the, the transgression of comedy isn't like, like, you know, political or social like lines. It's really like, I don't know if she's going to take that shit. Dude. <laughs> like, right, 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 right. I mean, there's, there are jokes like 
there, there are jokes that I was like that I would work on. And I'm like, I'm not going to tell Sarah about this joke oh. until it's good. And if I can get it to be good, then I'll tell her about it and see if, she, if it's okay. But it hasn't really happened in that. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think I've ever had to worry about crossing the line yet. But mm-hmm. there was one joke. I guess it just wasn't the truth. It was, that's the problem with me is like, I have to feel real. It was like, when me and Sarah first started dating, like I, she was like, just had like a bad experience with like the guy before her. So she was like trying to move slow. And that made me like, obviously, you know, that like, you play hard to get, she unintentionally play hard to get. So like mm-hmm. when you're with somebody who's like, no, no, let's go slow. It makes you like, you're competitive. So I was like, I want to make her love me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like the bit was like, so it was like beating a video game. Like when she first said, I love you to me, I was like, finally, I beat the game. And now I'm like, but now I don't know if I want to play anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I beat the game. Like, uh, what, what, come on, I got to do this again. Like, but then obviously I was like, well, obviously that's, that's just like another joke that isn't based in truth. So like, I'm like, I just threw that away. Yeah. But um we were we were just talking about george lopez getting like essentially like getting canceled for if he did what he did now like but it's Mm -hmm. such a weird line of like uh you can't people don't really get canceled for that kind of thing like it's all it's weird it's hard to cancel somebody for like cheating um which brings us to like the john mulaney of it all like we were talking about that this weekend of like and john mulaney like didn't cheat for what we know i mean i don't i don't really know but it is like i know like a lot of people have like a weird feeling about him now because of right how everything went down with his wife i think a lot a lot of his fans i mean a lot of his fans like his story was one that showed some of the unhealthiness of the is it called parasocial yeah parasocial relationships in that fans i'm not familiar with the term is that just people who are like fans of their relationship. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, it means, I think it means like people kind of develop a, uh, maybe an unhealthy ish relationship with the person they're a fan of and feel like they personally are like involved in their life. Not just like, Oh, I like watching their stand up or listening. So like to when you, thing. you hear that John Mulaney is getting a divorce, you act like it's your friend, John Mulaney, yeah. but it's really just a comedian you like. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. how can you feel like, you don't know. All I know about the guy is that I think he's a really good stand up, and yeah. that's kind of where me and, you know, relationship ends. Uh-huh. Can I, yeah. Can I quickly read the definition? Yeah. Uh, go for it. Chrissy. Per- Parasocial relationships are one-sided relationships where one person extends emotional energy, interest, and time, and the other party, the persona, is completely unaware of the other's existence. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that sounds about right. Yeah. And that's why, like, I'm probably, like, it was weird because you know the tea spilled tea like drama queen of me would <laughs> read some of like you Reddit comments about how they're like mad at Mulaney or they feel betrayed by him. That's yeah, that's, but it was like, it's sure. just weird. Cause it's like, you don't know this guy. Like, right. yeah, but they feel betrayed by, you know, him as an artist in a comic. So much of his act is geared around. I love my wife. I would do anything for my yeah. wife. 
and they felt betrayed by oh so now you're getting a divorced and you're i guess with another famous woman but yeah. right. i don't know it's just always weird it's just it, I, I found it uh weird to require anything out of a person that you've never met yeah and it, yeah there's a, it's actually like a weird story that kind of um correlates to everything we're talking about but one time i was doing a show and i had just had a fight with my then girlfriend and we i just had a it was a it was a pretty bad fight and then i did the show had a good set and then afterwards i'm standing outside and there's two girls and one of them goes like hey my friend thinks you're cute and i was like and you know i was so uh she her friend was like her friend standing there and uh she goes I, I my friend thinks you're cute and i said oh i'm sorry i have a girlfriend and she's like well you didn't say that on stage and then they just kind of walked away and i was like man like <laughs> i was like you know of all the times to to you know for this to happen is like i'm already in a fight with <laughs> this person right like, oh, that would have been awesome but um but also like you didn't say that on stage. Like you didn't present to me in your artificial performance, not artificial, but like in, in your no, performance, performance. You, sh- you were supposed to say that you had a girlfriend. Like it was so weird. Like, like you had 10 minutes said, on stage. Bro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> you're, you're working on a 10 minute chunk of material. It could be the material about your girlfriend or it could be other shit. Cause you don't have, a, right. it's not like you did a, a whole hour. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even then though, it depends on what you're, how you do comedy. Like yeah, you what can, you talk about. Like, some people are like, like Seinfeld and like some, people who do like impersonal observation on joke stuff like they might not ever talk about their person like their their day-to-day life yeah you know i just think it's weird because like i think part of the the john mulaney thing was like how quickly he moved on yeah and i think this is gonna be so much a hot take a little bit like when pat oswald's wife died and he was like already married like a year (laughs) later and like when this divorce happens and the guy moves on real quick like people like or like men are such pigs for moving on so quickly. Like, yeah. how can you do that? How can you just move on so quickly? I'm like, maybe it's because like women are replaceable. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, because oh, like in a, in a relationship, like maybe the man is so dependent on that when he leaves the woman, she's fucking crushed. But he's like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, maybe, maybe you don't need that long. Maybe you're just like. Maybe if you're like the quote unquote rock of a relationship or whatever, and then you're like, I'll just go, I'm fine, dude. Like I'm, I'm the one who's, you know, I mean, I think that's a, I know. I think that's a healthy way to look at, I mean, to make it like, no, it's funny. I mean, it's a healthy way to look at, uh, you know, relationships to a degree is that, uh, not to like, put it back into like, hold on, let's trim the hedges. So it's a little more PR. centric. <laughs> um, you know, any partner is to a degree real replaceable. Um, I think especially the less you have tied together. Um, I mean, and it's a central philosophy I have, but it's one that's like, no one deserves love in that in a relationship, you don't just like, you're not entitled to, for someone to love you. You have to like, you know, do things that kind of show that you deserve to be given love, which is to say, like, try for your partner. Um, and uh, I don't know, I guess I I think it's I, I mean, I, you know, as someone who went through a tough bre- breakup uh, over the pandemic, 
that's a good thought for me to hear. <laughs> you know what I mean? Depending on the stage you're in. I, right. you know, I don't think Whitmer's falling asleep every night looking at his wife and going, she is so replaceable. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah. you know, for That'd be for funny right before nodding off to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> what a time to be like, uh, I'm, that she's replaceable. Anyway, I'm going to yeah. get some sleep. She woke <laughs> up at 3.30 a.m. Uh, <laughs> or you just, you just wake her up. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> You're replaceable. Anyway, good night. <laughs> That's a thought, though, that I, you know, I think is is fair. Like the... Uh, the I don't know. It's like the, the, the you can feel them for a lot of people. Yeah. Right. Like if you're good at your job or whatever, they say, you know, you're really good at your job when you leave your job and how hard it is to replace you. You know, like if you're if you're someone who does wears a bunch of hats and you get you're underpaid and like as soon as you leave that job, it becomes aware of how valuable that employee was. You're like, oh, fuck, I didn't know that he was doing this, this, this and this. Mm hmm. So like you can kind of tell like, you know, like it happens all the time. The, the biggest is like sports when like a quarterback will leave a team and go to another team. Yeah. And uh, the uh, the team that he left implodes. <laughs> it's like, dude, that guy was masking so many problems that were going on. But his abilities were so high and like, he did so much that it like hid a lot of the dysfunction. And uh, if you're like an employee and it's the same thing, you leave. So it's the same thing in a relationship. I think if you leave if someone just completely implodes and they can't do anything, then you were probably more valuable to the relationship than vice versa. Right. Right. Christian. So anyway, what in. I'm saying is, is John Mulaney's wife was not valuable. And I would like to announce in this podcast, I am officially divorcing my wife. No, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about John Mulaney. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you know. This is my Ali Wong special where you guys are like, oh, shit, it's coming. I can. (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah. His, I mean, his, his deal was very interesting because he went to rehab and like the, the whole thing is I I kept reading comments and this is not really that fair to him because it's his life or whatever, but like, or whatever (laughs) it's his life or whatever. But, um, uh, I know a lot of people were saying he got out of rehab and then got married to Olivia Munn. I don't know if he got married, but that he, they got pregnant fairly quickly after rehab. And, um, a lot of the Reddit comments were like, uh, yeah, uh, rehab, uh, rehab, not survivor, but like attendee, I don't know, <laughs> graduate mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, here speaking. And then there would be like, the, the thing they tell you in rehab is like, don't make any big life changes right away. Yeah. So I think a lot of people were like, uh, this, yeah, I don't know if this is a great idea. Pretty questionable for sure. Yeah. So it was, and I, you know, one thing about that guy is like, I, I've liked that guy a lot since I saw his um, second special new in town. And uh, followed him, and I'm. But I'm always like, you know, when the comedian's that good, something's up. You know, like there's something a little bit wrong with them. And he was a little too like clean cut. And I remember he would always like sort of mention that he had like, he's like, yeah, I don't drink. Uh, and he wouldn't really go further into it. Um, and like I was like, there's something there. Some he's like, there's something he's not like talking about that's darker than it like actually seems so then when he when he um got into rehab and stuff i was like yeah i think that yeah 
Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's, it yeah. Cause I think with him, what happened and, you know, completely speaking from ignorance, I, I don't know, but is like the reason why he was so big was how diligent and how hard he worked at everything. Yeah. Because he was an addict and he replaced his addiction um, with alcohol and drugs to an addiction to comedy and those yeah. types of things. And then during the pandemic, he lost comedy. And then I think just probably lost his, he didn't, he was just bored. And that was the, probably the worst thing for him. Yeah. And he probably went right back to drugs and shit. And, um, now that, uh, he got out of rehab, it's like he threw that energy into a new relationship and to doing comedy again. Yeah. So it's like, you got to wonder if he ever solved the root problem. If he yeah. just keeps doing, you know, I'll just become addicted to this. And that, and some people say that with addiction, you just have to cha- trade one addiction for another one. Yeah. Like Alice Cooper said, like the only reason why he was able to quit heroin is because he golfed. And he's yeah. like, I'm, a, I'm addicted to golf. Like I golf every right. day. I'm a golf junkie. But he's mm-hmm. like, I needed to find another addiction because I just have an addictive personality. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that's the best way of doing it. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But Did seems- you know Tiger Woods replaced his sex addiction with masturbation? Did it's he? Pretty pretty logical. Yeah. How much does he do? Uh, in between he, holes. Has he, has he come out? <laughs> has he come out and said, "Yeah, in between holes." <laughs> between holes. No, that's something I said, thinking it Uh-oh. might be funnier than it was. But it I became, thought that was, that was so real. I was like, I yeah. completely bought it. I was like, oh, okay. He's in. Dallas but then Brooklyn. it's. But then it's like, man, what are we doing to this man? We're not allowing him access to do that. Uh, what a man of the people, though. This dude was dating like a fucking supermodel, and he's banging like Waffle House waitresses. Like he's like, <laughs> man of the he's people. like literally like uh, he's like, no, let's give these, let's give the proletariat some of this dick, dude. Let's, yeah. Why does it have to be just hot models? Like, how come I can't fuck this Denny's waitress? I love. Uh, it reminds me of Patrice O'Neill's thing, where he's like, he's like the thing, the difference between like women are better than men because a woman, um, you know, a, a man. Oh, if you ask a woman, like, uh, he's like, all right, so do you love your husband? Yes. Do you love your kids? Last. Do you love your life? Yes. He's like, would you trade that all for this, like, you know, handsome man in a dumpster? <laughs> and she, she'd be like, no, absolutely not. But then if you ask a man, he's like, do you love your wife? Yes. Do you love your kids? Yes. Do you love your life? Yes. He's like, would you trade your all that for this 10 in a dumpster? He's like, yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious yeah oh man all time great baby he's one of the ones that i'm like oh man like there's so much about that guy that like i mean he would have been canceled by now i mean if nothing else that he already has like he already had a um like a a rape charge like did he yeah he did a statutory rape charge he got he explained he explained what happened um, he said he, I mean, I don't, I don't want to go into it just because I don't, I don't want to say it incorrectly, but basically like he was, he was a kid or a teenager and he hooked up with a younger girl. She, um, she felt like she regretted it according to him and, you know, claimed rape after the fact. And he ended up serving time for that as a juvenile. Oh yeah, I think I did hear that like on a podcast way back then. Yeah, he he, yeah. he talked about it, but I mean that would all—I'm sure that would have come up. They would have been like, "Can right. you convicted rapist?" You know, Patrice O'Neill, obvi- like 
has this to say. He he would have just. I don't think they would have let him get. Well, the thing is, he he never would have let them cancel him. Like he, that's that's the type of guy we're kind of missing now. Yeah. Um, And another one too is Joan Rivers. Like those two people would never have allowed it. Like you, yeah. you could, you could have took taken like Joan Rivers off QVC and taken her off the red carpet because she said an inflammatory thing and like fired her from all that. But she wouldn't yeah. just go away, you know. She wouldn't like write a press release that's written written completely by a whole PR firm and it's like I'm taking time away to have a yeah. dialogue with myself and to work on my journey. And yeah, <laughs> all those fucking. Do the work. Things. Gotta do, I'm gonna the, do work. the work. And it's been time. Dude. I'm going to have a dialogue with myself. Uh, and dude, that shit always makes me laugh. Like the same, uh, like wokeism, like yeah. hollow, you know. And my favorite, my personal favorite is every man from now on who's accused of, we talked about this, when any man from now on is accused of sexual assault, first have to, has to say, they support women, yeah. but then they will totally delegitimize. This one's a liar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I support yeah. a woman's right to come forward. However, this one is a lying bitch. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's Who's full men- of it? Skank. I find men are so scared right now. Like I was watching Top Chef. And uh, there was a challenge. It's so so kind of hokey. The challenge to all the chefs is they had to make a dish that was based off of a great woman from Texas because the, the the season's in Texas this year. So they gave like five women out who were from Texas and like all you know innovators and blah 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 blah. And then the people who they had to serve were like literally a group of women who knew the family or who were all members of the family of these five women or whatever. Like but more one of the people, one of the show, one of the judges, he's like the, one of the executive producers of the show, Tom Calicchio He's a guy, right? Very famous. So he's, so he's like at the table and then it's like 12 other women. So like their job in the show is they bring out the dishes. They tell you the dishes, they try the dishes and then they critique it with each other. Like, Oh, I like this one. I didn't like that one. But Tom Calicchio was like taking a bite and he was like, oh, this is very good. But I'm going to shut up because I think all these women should be able to. I'm like, dude, you're the expert at the table. Why don't we <laughs> yeah. listen to Cheryl Swoops' nephew or niece or whatever. Like talk about fucking like, like, come on, dude. You're the expert at the table. You're the only yeah. one here at the table who's a chef. Besides I mean, well, one I, other yeah, woman, I think, is I, a chef. No, I know. Well, they're all women. Everybody's like, all right, okay, I'm just going to shut up and let the women talk because they deserve it because they're strong and brave. And it's like, all right, okay, I guess. (laughs) It's just funny to like, it's just funny to, uh, in this like competition reality show about food, it's not like they're having a dialogue about sexual assaults people have experienced. And it's like, okay. I'm going to like shut up, take a back seat and hear stories. It's you're talking about who made better chili Mac or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be funny if it was chili Mac. <laughs> That's my uh, example of a gourmet dish. I'm like, wow, they cook chili and Mac and cheese. Right. Yeah, well, it's like what guy, an expert. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say that guy knows that like on Twitter, they're going to be like, dude, you didn't even let the, cause he knows, he knows, he just knows the thing is. Yeah. Like, there's somebody's going to yell at him, which is also like now I think you kind of reverse my opinion. I do. I, I don't think people would have like been able to cancel Patrice because he's, he's two things that like a, like a liberal white woke person 
can't argue against is like a giant black dude with a big mouth <laughs> who's smart, you know, uh, I mean? who's yeah. uh, brilliant and and from an identity level is I think he was actually kind of raised in the hood. Yeah, but like, he also enjoyed playing the villain. Like right. he loved it. So like if you tried to cancel him, he would have leaned in on that and went right. crazier. Like he would have like funnier than anyone could yeah. have been. So yeah. if you're that funny and that like 6D chess smart. Yeah. I I think Patrice uh was uncancelable <laughs> because of his comedy was so brash and unafraid and true, like yeah. in that way. And Oftentimes, with a lot of these things, people are kind of being a little disingenuous on yeah. certain cancellations or certain outrages. Yeah, yeah. He's some of some of them. He's he's su- he was super thoughtful and had a lot of conviction about what he felt and and thought. So I think like he could argue his point in a way that would have just he put he, he had a great quote about like some some heckler some lady heckler who was like just fucking with him and uh he said some he said i put a boot in her stupidity <laughs> which is like, <laughs> such a great such a great line put a boot in her stupidity and it's like if you watch that fox news thing where he's like he's arguing with some woman about like um Where's some lady line, from man? who's who's like trying to cancel this radio show she's on the side of censorship and he's just talking about like why comedians should be allowed to uh, make jokes or whatever and try and, shit even if it, yeah. yeah try shit even if it fails but like that is like the perfect thing she at some point she's just at a loss for words because she has no she has no argument because it's not based on like what she actually feels and he even points that out he's like you have no argument because it's you like you just come out here and say stuff that you're directed to say like but there's no passion behind it so i could argue all day because i know what i'm fucking talking about but yeah. now I sound like a fucking like we're but, on Joe Rogan. But that was no, but that was like <laughs> no, no, no. That was in the early. That was in a different era where it yeah. was like Christian moms were the primary cancelers right. of entertainers. Canceling has always existed. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just has changed what you get canceled for. There was an era. I mean, hell, look at sixty-ish, seventy years ago. You were canceled if you said fuck on stage. You, yeah. I mean, literally arrested. Um, yeah. And, you know, then it probably the, the goalposts moved shift. The goalposts, it's not even like they move farther down the field because that's not even an accurate analogy. It's just like we paint the goalpost a different color or what. I, I don't know. You know what yeah. I mean? Like <laughs> right. early 2000s, also, it was Christian stuff. And now yeah. it's like you get canceled because it's like, woo, they had an all white cast for a movie that was set in 1930s England. Uh, that's not okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, What's his, uh, Bill Maher was talking about that this week of like, um, it used to be, you know, the Christian censorship or whatever. And now it's like, cause he was talking about George Carlin in seven dirty words. He, he goes, at one point, George Carlin was like a club comedian doing theaters and shows. He's like, I have to stop and I have to go to colleges because colleges are a place of like open-mindedness and free speech. Free speech. He's like, yeah. He's like, it absolutely not anymore. It's right. like the exact opposite. He actually named uh, Nimesh Patel. Um, he said uh, he was he was saying that he was taken off stage at a college for making a yeah. joke about how hard it must be to be a gay a gay black person or something. I don't know what yeah. the joke was, but then like the head of student board activities was like, 
I don't think you're. It's appropriate for you to be making that joke. You're not qualified to be making it. And his yeah. joke. It's funny. I I don't remember the specifics, but Nimesh's joke was specifically about like how hard that was. It yeah. wasn't like it wasn't like something that was. I don't know, lazy where he's just doing like a voice and, uh, you know, he's not making fun of someone because they're gay and black. He's making fun of the challenge in America to walk around as that. I think if I remember correctly, that's why it was so interesting. It's like, oh, the person, you know, the college kid is well-meaning, but they're, they're not even listening to the actual words. They're just hearing a comic say, I guess gay and black on stage and yeah. probably assuming since it's stand up and someone said those words, it's like automatically mean spirited or, or hurtful. And it's like, no, he's saying an opinion you kind of should actually agree with. Uh, so if you actually listened and opened your ears, you would probably hear something that's accurate and you would like. People uh, just hate jokes, man. The so idea, some the folks. idea of making the idea of making fun of somebody is like people act like that's like the cruelest thing you can do. Well, that is was to make just, yeah. is to make a joke about something, and I just think that's so strange. Is like, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I, I mean it, these subjects get talked about by a bunch of people on podcasts and stuff, and I always hate to be like fucking woke culture run amok, pussies, fucking. Well, but there's some truth to like how good things must be for for a joke to be the worst thing like if the worst thing about being a gay black person is a indian comedian makes a joke about it at a college and it's like oh this probably the best time ever for a gay black person to be alive if that's where we are now you know what i mean yeah. like and it's like every every different generation needs some sort of cause that they all go on and this is their cause and they're puritans yeah. i mean it's like that's kind of what they are and like the reason why i criticize it is because we've seen this before in history and it doesn't ever end well and virtue signaling and all these things are like you know you especially with the internet and how faceless it is it's just not gonna end well it's just like at some point somebody's going to do something and it's gonna it's just going to be really bad and we're going to all go why the fuck are we so mean on the internet like why are we trying to cancel this person like we got the wrong information and now this person's dead or this person i'm just it's it's not going to end well is all i'm saying it's going to be bad this is not healthy i i don't know i think we're in a weird spot where i don't know what happened but apparently like being humiliated is the worst thing that could ever happen to you <laughs> like it's the worst pain of all time apparently like uh, i don't know when it happened but like being humiliated is is death now um and i mean a lot of people say it, but it's like sticks and stones maybe like but that is like over now like sticks and stones is canceled <laughs> like it doesn't yeah. it doesn't like the, the words dude i literally heard somebody say this in uh in 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 context of the Will and Jada slap, where he goes, um, I'm not going to comment on it too much, but I will say this: words have their own violence. And I was yeah. like, Are you fucking kidding me? Um, but I, when he said that, I was like, I don't know. It was just so stupid. I, it's such the worst, the worst 
guy who works in Hollywood take I've ever heard. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's true. It's like, it is true. The like, but that's also something that seems so like slam poetry, snap your fingers. Like, yeah, because I'll be honest with another take I thought was like, you know, like, no, it's not that. Yeah. It's, and it feels probably good for someone to say, and I probably could err on the side of seeming like an asshole for saying I think it's kind of a bit malarkey, but that's the take of like, it's time we stop uh, like making jokes about black women's hair. Yeah. I don't think that take is relevant in this, like, and I'm not, I'm not divorcing the reality of, People in workplaces and other spots have been very unfair about making, you know, black people prescribe to like white notions about hairstyles. And uh, that is true. That fact is true. But just it's just like annoying to like try and like fit this like round peg in a square hole. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And and stop trying to be like, I am saying the most moral, like good guy thing when it doesn't apply. It doesn't apply. You might as well have said like some shit about Ukraine and like fuck Russia because right. it's like almost as relevant. It's yeah. it's like the identity stuff is kind of neutered away from this instance. And I think it's certainly okay to make a joke about anyone's hair in the context of performing at a public ceremony and trying to be funny. Right. Uh, whether it be a black guy, white guy, make fun of a white guy's hair. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah. It's, I, don't know. I just think that like, it's a victim culture. It's like, to, if you are a victim, you are safe. So if you're a person who's trying to come up with a take, because you have to write a blog and you need to get the clicks is like, you just have to find the victim and the only victim in this entire story was Chris Rock, but he got smacked. Yeah, yeah. He got actually assaulted in front of people on live TV. Which, if you want to talk about embarrassing and humiliating, yeah, <laughs> yeah. talk about getting smacked in the face by a mega celebrity on live television, yeah. and then all the videos that everybody everybody saw that video afterwards. Like no one didn't watch that afterwards. Yeah. So it's safe to say that three hundred million people in America. You know, they all saw it. The whole world saw it. You got slapped in the face. Like, that's embarrassing. That's trauma if you want to have trauma. But instead, it's like we have to bend to somehow Jada is the victim. And why is Jada a victim? Well, because historically black women are victims and and black women's hair and blah, 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 blah. And like you said, the best way of putting it is, is, you know, trying to put a round peg in a square hole. It's like that's the whole thing. A square peg in a round hole, I guess, right? That's because it's a you don't have a square hole. That would, I guess, you can. Um, I did say square hole, and no, I didn't uh, know. I was just questioning myself there. Is that what it is? It doesn't matter. But uh, the saying sucked, Wit. Yeah, (laughs) ruined it. You ruined your point. Everybody just just forget what Whitmer said. Don't (laughs) don't remember it. (laughs) I'm so dude. I'm sorry, my co-host is an idiot. And it's funny because I uh, sorry, oh dear nation. We would like to apologize. We're doing the work to learn about (laughs) we're right sizes and shape. (laughs) My journey. (laughs) My take has evolved a little bit um, about the thing. It's like 
because everybody has, you know, my initial thing was like, yeah, Will Smith slapped a dude. Like, what the fuck? Like, you don't get to slap people for verbs, for words. I still don't think you get to hit people for words. I do think, I don't think you get, you, uh, you should be able to slap anybody for words. But on the other side, I don't think you shouldn't expect it. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm saying, I don't think reality, you should expect I'm, to get physically struck by no, a no, thing no. You I'm say. saying no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, here's what I'm saying. My saying in the reality of the world we live in, if you say something slick, you might get slapped. That's just it's just the reality of the world we live in. Whether it's right or wrong, it's just how it is. Right? Would you agree? Yeah. I'm I, saying if I you say so. if you say let's, something let's at take a, it to the most extreme if you say the, something at a bar if you if you call somebody a pussy at a bar or you make joke about some somebody's girl at a bar they might hit you right I think the hitting part is where the line is crossed so it's like it's a possibility but I don't right. think I don't I, think you should just be expecting someone to cross the line No I'm just, but here's here's what I'm saying like I, forget about forget about the hitting for right now I'm saying if you say something slick to somebody there's a possibility you might get hit right there's yeah, a consequence. Sure. I guess, yeah, so I, I do agree that there are consequences for your words, but on the, uh, that, if, if that's the take you're going to have, then there's consequences for your actions. So if you slap somebody, you should get arrested. That's it. Yeah. Like if yeah. somebody, if the consequence for saying something, somebody doesn't like is you getting hit, then the consequences for hitting somebody is you get arrested and then just so on and so on from there. Like you don't just get to hit anybody you want. Like right. that's the and big I, problem with the Will Smith thing. Yeah, and I think too is like the difference is is only one person committed a crime. Like if I said something yeah. to somebody and it hurt their feelings and then they punched me, if we go to court, they're not going to be like, "Well, your honor, he said he called him a bitch." So yeah. I mean, we, well, you're uh, right. <laughs> like, you're like, all right, that's a crime too. You you yeah. you know, like not like yeah. dude, dude, you like, broke bro, you broke bro code. It's yeah, just like, so <laughs> the judge is like a frat guy. <laughs> it's such a weird thing because it's like there's like this. I don't know when it happened, but like there's this weird justification of like you get to hit anybody as long as they're the bad guy. Like this idea of like punching Nazis. Yeah. Um, like I don't. You know, you shouldn't. I'm. Not, I'm not saying uh, you should. Uh, like. Nazis are cool. No, no I absolutely think not. Give, yeah, give them a platform. Have them on. Your I don't podcast. know. That's what I yeah. thought you were saying. <laughs> yeah. But it's like this idea that like if you think somebody's a Nazi, you get to punch them. I'm like, I don't know, man. That's it. Leaves it. it you know. No, but that's a classic technique of anyone who does a uh, any form of violence and uh, is yeah. if you can dehumanize the right. other person. And even with – it's not strictly violence, but that's a kind of a technique of, um, you know, cancel culture for lack of a better term of uh, – by the way, I now have to always follow cancel culture with for lack of a better term yeah. almost <laughs> to like signal that I'm not like – Yeah. I just One hate the guys. two-sidedness of every right. fucking thing in America. We're like right. – but um, – yeah, it's like Which I don't is, want to be the person raging against pussy cancel culture, and I don't want to be on the other side either, who yeah. acts like it doesn't exist and it's not real. And it's, it's yeah, like, it's, it's like, have you read? You know, there's the book. Uh, so you've been publicly shamed. I read that book, and it's a great book about uh, kind of people getting canceled, and it's not even just famous people. There are people who are like normal folk who. One of the most famous example was like a regular, you know, woman who was working a normal job 
tweeted a joke to her like 150-ish followers that was about Africa and she made a joke, wasn't a great joke, but it was something about how she was worried she could come back with AIDS and she just like tweeted a joke. Yeah. And then that went insanely viral while she was in air. Oh, yeah, Her phone yeah, was on airplane story. mode. It was like probably one of the earlier ones. And yeah. she lands, turns on her phone, and she is like front page of the internet. Yeah. Everyone is like, fuck this woman, this like white bitch. Like, and then people are saying like they want to like kill her and rape her and shit like that. And you're like, if they dehumanize the person, you can say they're evil. Like they made yeah. this person an evil person. Then you can justify whatever you want. Yeah. To, you can you can do you something you can do something evil to yeah dox that, them. That, Who cares? And that's the they, problem. Is like th- this is the thing. It's like I don't want to get because I think everybody goes here, and I don't want to go. I don't want to be over dramatic because I'm not saying that's what's going to happen here. But like the big life lesson, I think, is always. The, the Holocaust in that you had a very modern, very highly educated, um, very kind of like legit superpower in the world filled with a bunch of people who were well-educated, well-meaning, and they all participated to some degree in that egregious thing that happened. And it's because when you dehumanize somebody, you make people do evil things to beat to do to get rid of them so like like that's what we do every time these things happen is we take somebody we, we take away their strip away their humanity we turn them into the most evil thing ever and then anything goes oh doxing that person well yeah i'm gonna dox that person or yeah i'm gonna punch that nazi or yeah i'm gonna it's like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. we like martin luther king jr was so smart when he was basically talking you can only fight hate with love you can't fight it with more hate because if you fight it you sure you can win a fight with with it more hate but that's just gonna make more of it happen yeah. like it, it's just going to that's so if you like when you take a nazi guy at a rally and he's talking to his nazi people and you walk up to him and punch him in the face you're only emboldening that pe- those people's that's, positions. That's, you're only what, creating yeah. more of those people. You're only making those people get even more trenched into their beliefs because yeah. then they feel like they're being oppressed. And then you turn them into the victims in their own heads. And then they're like, of course, yeah. you know, we're, we're, what we're doing is important because we get punched for saying it. So now we're brave. And now like the fuck that Richard is it named Richard Spencer, that white supremacist guy. Is that his name? No I'm sorry if it's not, but he got punched in the face and he literally got the ACLU to represent him in a, in a, in a case. And it's like the civil liberties union. The last thing they wanted to do was take on a white supremacist, but his freedom of speech was literally being taken away from him. So they had to. So like you yeah. now took a white supremacist and you legitimized him by getting the ACLU to represent him in a free speech case. You yeah. did that by punching him and doing all these things and not letting him speak and, and, and canceling his protest and all the things that I don't even know the, all the details. That's why like, it's yeah. just not, it's just like, it's just a, it, I understand the impulse, but it's not a good thing. It's not going to end well. Sorry, We're excited to launch a new movement at the ODR podcast, <laughs> which is called Hug Nazis. Uh, ev- I was going to na- say kiss, but. <laughs> <laughs> National Kiss a Nazi Day. Find your near local Nazi and give them well, no, a smooch. <laughs> Plant a kiss on their lips, maybe cheek. Let them know they're loved. I mean, you're all right. And that, I mean, that's why the ACLU is uh, an amazing institution is they 
do fight for those things even when it sucks. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, Richard Spencer unfortunately had a good case. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> like, unfortunately, yeah. you gave a Nazi a good case in that case. And um, yeah, but it's like it's just you know it's not trendy to try and purse through the uh, depth of it and. I don't know. No one wants to defend fucking Nazis' right to be Nazis. I was in Germany and there was a guy on the train dressed like a neo-Nazi in Berlin. Really? Yeah. Is that just on, on the, I don't in Ger- this in this dude had a swastika vest. Not he wasn't like a oh 40s Nazi, he was like a punk rock Nazi. Uh, okay. Um, Especially a cool one. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that was what he thought. And, He's like uh, I'm not my father's Nazi, okay? <laughs> Dude, I'm punk rock, bro. Dude, man. But that was an interesting thing about punk music is punk music did have a giant contingency of, like, Nazi love. For some reason, like, neo-Nazis, like, gravitated Because it was all it. fuck it all. Fuck everything. It was fuck That's it all. Fuck. But then, like, yeah. what band was it had to do a song that was called Nazi Punks Fuck Off? Because they had yeah. Nazis start to like their music. Wasn't it, yeah. like, Rancid Dead Kennedys or something? Or Dead Kennedys? That happens Maybe. at any One type of, of like, uh, f- like, any type of fuck this group, you know, like... Any yeah. type of like heavy metal or any type of like angsty like fuck against the society, ragey sounding. Yeah, you know. you're gonna get all of the fringes of people who go against society, and just have, some of those happen to be fucking Nazis, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, honestly though, as someone who you know runs comedy events on the weekends, listen, a ticket sale is a ticket sale. And uh, in a weird way, you know, I will not endorse any Nazis beliefs, but, you know, hey, mm-hmm. you know, if they get $15 on Eventbrite, that's $15 and I'll tell them to fuck off at the show with my punk rock comedy. Yeah, dude. Um, uh, <laughs> that's that's the best. Anyway, when you, I gotta run. You gotta yeah. run. Go be fathers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, get tickets to their play. We gotta figure yeah, out Christian, a link for that and post it somewhere. Yeah, we'll 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 share. Um, Christian, we need to. Uh, we'll talk after the thing. But yeah, mm-hmm. get tickets to our play. It's in June. All three of us are in it, and uh, it's on New York Theater Festival's website. Type in New York Theater Festival, you'll find it. Spring Summerfest, and race the movie, the play, and um, yeah, we'll share more. We're gonna launch a Kickstarter next week. Yep, and um, you know. If you can support, do in whatever form of support, be it sharing it or buying a ticket, is always appreciated. And if yeah, you've so. ever just really wanted to hear me say the N word, this is your chance. You got to come to this play. <laughs> <laughs> that is like such a bad advertisement yeah. for like what it is. <laughs> like, why not really? It's like one like no one is at home up. going like, oh, dude, what's gonna say it? I can't wait. <laughs> Finally, listen. It's Finally, a play that takes, it takes place in the 1850s, like anachronistically, but still. So it's a comedy be, about race, okay? Then there are, are bad white people in the world, and yes, you know, right. Whitmer improv wants to improv those for the record. They're not <laughs> yeah. even. But also, uh, I'm I, I I think of myself as the good guy who says it. <laughs> sure, very very. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of Christian, when Christian uh, was writing this, he was like, this is the spiritual successor to Birth of a Nation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. 
Oh, no. Oh, dear. Christian said it. Oh, Christian said it. Christian said oh, it. Oh, it man. Well, that's the perfect place to end. Oh, dear. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. That's, that's not what it is. Not at all. Uh, no, no one listening to this will be, think it is. It's fucking hilarious. And, uh, yeah. Get your tickets. Get your tickets. Any other plugs, fellas? No, that's, that's it. The, that's it for me. My special that's will be out one. sometime in June and May or some shit. I'll let you know. Hell yeah. All right. Keep having a great life, everyone. Thank you so much for uh, listening and supporting, and uh, God bless America. God damn it.